0: I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that was all started
1: by a mouse. Hello, everyone up there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney, for NPR Illinois community voices, and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host, Craig, joined today by my co-host, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Hello. And Ms. Vanessa Ferguson. Hello. We also have a very special guest joining us today, and that is Julie Staley. How are you?
0: Hello!
2: Doing well. It is sunny out today, so I will take it.
1: Absolutely. You are returning to the show. It's so great to have you back on the show. And I was just scrolling through and trying to find for us which episode you were on it was actually episode 43 and we talked all about cruising and you talked about the Alaskan cruise that you went on with Disney Cruise Line and that's something that I can't wait to get back to at some point one day is to go on another cruise uh, and we need to take Brett along with us on the cruise he wasn't on that episode with you because (laughs) he hadn't been on a cruise before
3: I know I was being shunned in some sort of um, way but you know we'll make up for it someday soon hopefully
1: but we're here today, we're going to talk all about uh, what I understand is one of your favorite movies, uh, The Princess Diaries. And But before we do that, you've been extremely busy. You have, uh, since the time we've spoken to you, you've started your own film studio. You have uh, continued your efforts with the Staley Museum. So maybe give us just some updates as to what you've been up to.
2: Um, yeah, there's been a lot going on. Um, uh, we continue with our documentary Fields of Gold spencer films um, we're we're in editing we're in post-production right now but we do have some things that have not been able to to, to be filmed because of covid uh, so we do have a little cleanup to do uh, a little extra filming to do when uh, uh the, the covid situation uh, gets gets a little easier for people and more people are vaccinated of course and it's just safer um so we have that uh to get wrapped up um we're still in a pretty good time frame to get that released maybe by the end of the year so uh so we're hoping for that uh, that's a great short film. yeah yeah i mean progress get one thing uh, going and then we have another one because we have a short film we're going to be shooting in los angeles hopefully if covid allows so that'll be coming up as well um that'll probably be on the festival circuit uh eventually um and uh, Spencer Theater, uh, we haven't had any productions, of course, since we, we had uh, the, the pandemic, uh, the lockdown for the pan- pandemic, um, but we're continuing to work on, on things and we're hoping to have something uh, very soon. So we're, we're at least, uh, you know, putting one foot in front of the other. <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of, great. So to speak. Uh, Can so, you give so us a guys-
1: synopsis of your okay. documentary?
2: The documentary is called Fields of Gold, and it is about the life of A.E. Staley, who of course started the A.E. Staley Manufacturing Company, which today is owned by Tate & Lyle. Um, their headquarters were in Decatur, and they still have the office and the plant in Decatur. Uh, but Tate and Lyle has headquarters; they're a British company, but they have offices. The administrative offices are in Chicago, but they they still use the uh, office and plant in in Decatur. Um, so they're still a very very big piece of uh, of Decatur and of the of the industry. But things have just changed a little bit there with that. And of course the, com- the company was the original owner of the Chicago Bears, what or the team that became the Chicago Bears the Decatur Staley's football team. Uh, so there's a a lot of history there that ties. And, you know, the lives of really everybody in that area, the Decatur area, Uh, if you've you've worked there, a lot of families, uh, generations of families, you know, grandfather, my grandfather worked there, my father worked there, my uncle worked there, my parents met there, that's how they, 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 met um uh, so it's it's really family history not just our family history um or my husband's family history but it's it's a lot of family's history in decatur and a lot of history of decatur um wow. so we're we're hoping to be able to showcase that as much as possible that it's really a lot of history of, of the area of decatur of the development of the city um And, uh, you know, a lot of things that are surrounding that. So, um, yeah, so a lot of elements to the story. So we have a a huge uh, staff of people working on this and, uh, you know, researching um, archivists, uh, producers. Um, So we're hoping to, uh, hoping to tie that up as soon as we can. And we've already been working on it for two years. So uh we're we're ready to we're really really just excited to show it to everybody and
1: absolutely uh, i'm excited to see it even as a diehard green bay packer fan uh we need
2: <laughs> oh we need yeah the i Chicago
1: don't know bears around uh to we need easy wins so it's a really oh, good thing for us oh, oh. Uh, to have two easy wins on the calendar every year okay that, this is a whole Podcast, yeah, I think. I know. Before like, we get like, into that, done. before we get into that too much, though, um, we I also wanted to, to mention that really, this is a long time coming and uh, kind of to give you some apologies from this side of the table, because you had actually uh, won the, the opportunity to come on to our podcast again because of your work and your efforts with the Hoagland Center for the Arts. And we actually just had another silent auction winner Savannah on when we talked about Cinderella, uh, not too long ago. And you actually did it the year before, but because of COVID and everything else, it just started to get delayed and all of that. But do want to mention to people, as we did on that episode with Savannah, just the amazing work that the Hoagland Center does. And of course, if people would like to go and donate and show support for that building and for that arts community, you can go to hcfta.org. I know you're also on the board, and I believe the last I checked in, you were the president of the board. Is that still accurate?
2: I was the president and my term has has expired. And not only my term as president, but my term, uh, I had two terms on the board. Um, So I gave it my all. And um, then I had to pass the baton to other folks. and, And I know that I left it in really, really good hands. Uh, they have an, an, a really uh, excellent, excellent board there, and uh, the organization uh, is in really, really good shape, uh, despite you know COVID and, and things that have happened. But when I left, uh, it was in, it was in really good shape, uh, and and the people that were were. You know, taking care of it, we're doing a great great job of it, and we yeah, I can't really say enough about Hoagland um it's just a part of my heart as, as it is anyone who's who's ever been involved with anything there um it's It's just something that touches everyone there you know from from small children coming in for youth symphony or for ballet for for dance to you know adults of all ages coming in to go to you know their art or their art exhibits there are you know all kinds of shows you know live music live theater um uh you know just everything and and arts is something that can touch people in so many ways and so deeply and it's it's really important that we preserve that and and be able to give this back to the community
1: that's so, so great uh, and uh Like I said, it just seems like you're always doing something. So before we get into the movie proper, anything else that you wanted to mention that you're up to or or anything like that?
2: Um, I, I think that all, yeah, that keeps us, that kind of keeps us going, Good. uh, keeps us, uh, keeps us really busy. Uh, it's, it's one thing after another and, uh, you know, trying to develop new projects as well, uh, in the middle of all this, uh, has, has been challenging too. So, uh, so hopefully we'll have much more to talk about ahead. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yes, Yes, that's
1: absolutely. And we will continue to uh, follow along with that and uh, can't wait to see the documentary and the short film and everything else that you have coming up. But now we are going back to 2001. Yes, I am going to hurt us all right now and say that this film is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year. Uh, It came out on August 3rd in 2001. And that's The Princess Diaries. Of course, it's a Gary Marshall film and stars Anne Hathaway and Dame Julie Andrews. And we're so excited to have you on to talk about it. But usually when we talk about a film and discuss a film, the first thing we do is talk about our first impressions of that film. And that could be the memories of the first time you saw the movie, or it could be uh, even if you recently had rewatched the film, sort of what your feelings, initial thoughts were when seeing the film. So uh, we'll let you start, Julie, since this is your uh, podcast and you're leading the way here. But what were your first impressions of The Princess Diaries?
2: Well, I, I loved it. Um, I, I really, of course, I'm a Julie Andrews fan. So it was it wasn't a large jump to to get there. Uh, so and this was her, I, th- I think if I'm right, I think this was her first Disney film since Mary Poppins. So that was kind of exciting uh, that she was back in the Disney World again uh, to see her and to, to check out Anne Hathaway because this was kind of her um, her start and things and uh, uh, and Anne did a, an, an amazing job uh, she was very convincing um, so I, I enjoyed the, kind of picking apart you know the technical side of it in that aspect but the story of course you know for, uh, it was just that that beautiful princess story it was the, the Cinderella story. Story. the uh, my fair lady story the the story uh, well Gary Marshall directed a pretty woman the same kind of story um, you know, where, where you, you, you take someone from, you know, a, a this bad situation and you turn them into a you know, beautiful swan and a beautiful queen, a princess, a queen. And um, this was something that I, I really enjoyed. I mean, and that is a story that really can appeal to, to everyone. I always love seeing movies that transform someone from mm-hmm. uh, a, a bad situation into a a good situation. Anytime I can see a television show, or a, a, you know, sometimes you have these reality shows that you know show people in a bad situation, and something changes their life, whether they redecorate their house, or they give them a makeover, or, or whatever. I really, uh, that's very satisfying for me to see shows where people are improving themselves and improving their lives. So this, this really, you know, fed into that, and uh, and I just really, it, it hit all the notes, and I just really, really enjoyed it. Uh, but again, you know, you can't go wrong with Gary Marshall, Um, you know, no, no, you can't. That's for sure. um, So that was, that was great to, uh, to see him uh, do that again.
1: Absolutely. Vanessa, what about you, your first impressions?
0: Well, I I seem to recall uh, really loving this movie when I was younger. Anytime you can take someone with really curly hair and then make it super straight and have it look really good, I'm like, I want that. I almost um, took the time to uh, do like a blowout today, but my leg <laughs> keeps turning on and off and that required to, to take curly hair and make it look good and straight. You really require electricity and heat. So, um, which I didn't have consistently today, but I, I loved this movie watching it. I love a good makeover story. I'm totally with you, Julie. I, I just love seeing like a before and half after like, that's, that's why I still watch reruns of what not to wear. Cause it's just like, Oh, they're going to take them. They're going to make them look so pretty. Oh, it's so exciting. And then I also really like Gary Marshall films. Um, you know, I, I shouldn't have, but I grew up watching Pretty Woman. A lot of things went <laughs> over my head, thankfully. Thankfully. But um, I love Gary Marshall films. And I love also with this film, and I know we'll get into this later, about how he really kind of mirrors this film to some aspects of Pretty Woman, um, which I just thought was a lot of fun. A lot of the same people who were in Pretty Woman are in this mm-hmm. film. Yes. Yeah. So I I really like this movie. I think it's charming and... Um, that that was my first impression.
1: Awesome, Brett,
3: how about you? First impression, charming. I mean, please, any, I I enjoy any amount of time I can spend with Dame Julie Andrews, please, you know. I mean, such a fan, so that was great. You know, and the first time that I saw it, there was just a little bit of a side story here that, okay, so when I was coming out Um, there was like you know a dad with his daughter so it was the daughter date night or day afternoon probably it was a Sunday afternoon or something like that and uh, and you she was talking about how much she enjoyed it and all that and and I was just walking by and I heard the the dad say well you're my princess and you know to hear this dad you know who made May or may not have wanted to spend this afternoon watching a princess movie, but uh but for him to say that she was his princess, I'm like going, well, oh, that's an awful nice takeaway. So that stuck with me. So but but it's really for me, it was about Dame Julie Andrews and the blossoming career of Anne Hathaway. So
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, those two really make the film, don't they? So my first impression of this film uh, occurred roughly 24 hours ago when I watched it for the very first time. And I have to say, uh, so I think I fell into this trap. In 2001, I was a high school freshman and I was, um, you know, I a guy. And so I was like, that's a girly movie. I don't want to watch this movie. And I have to be completely honest with you, had no idea it was a Gary Marshall film until I started watching it yesterday. And um, so I knew very little of it other than, of course... Anne Hathaway's breakout role and Julie Andrews they actually um they had spoken about it on I found this wonderful documentary about uh the studio in Burbank and they actually renamed during this filming they renamed one of the studios after Julie Andrews because it was the same studio that Mary Poppins was filmed in Mm -hmm. yeah and so uh so -hmm. Mary Poppins was filmed there and also Princess Diaries and so anyway it it was just in really like you said brett just a charming movie right and julie you talked about the idea of these transformational films or and this is almost like a just person um being plucked completely out of obscurity and put into this role and you see that in uh how the high schoolers are reacting to her especially the mean girls in the corner and how they're reacting to her um But you also see that revelation amongst herself and uh, and even really from Julie Andrews portrayal as well, because she is so prim and proper, but then has that moment like when she goes out on the town uh, with Mia and is just having a blast and doing the arm wrestling and stuff like that. So really, just like you said, Brett, I think charming is the perfect word to use for this film. And it's, it's one of those that is very easily. Um, You can put it on and just know that you're going to really enjoy the film and you can just relax. It's real good escapism in that way. And it's got some funny, funny lines because it's Gary Marshall. So, I mean, it's, I have to be completely honest with you and say, I don't know what I, I thought I would expect out of this film, but I enjoyed it much more than maybe I had anticipated enjoying it. Uh, and so that's um, that's where my first impressions are. But I think we've talked about our two leading ladies so much, but we do need to dive into them a little bit more. Um, and I, I'll start here with Vanessa. Do you want to talk about uh, Catwoman, Anne Hathaway, or do you want to talk about Mary Poppins, Julie Andrews?
0: I'll, I'll take Anne Hathaway. Um, okay. I, I do enjoy her in this film. Um, I thought she was really relatable and, and I think that's what got her the the role as well. There's a, a story that during her audition process, she fell out of her chair and she's very accident prone and that is kind of the character she's playing as well. So um, again, any, I think I was a teen when I watched this for the first time. So seeing someone really relatable that turns into a princess, I mean, come on, I'm just like, all right. That sounds good. <laughs> Sign me up. Sure. sure uh, so, um, but I think she does really well. I, I don't know that this role actually is... Um, A great indicator of what all she would be able to go on to do in her career because the role she takes on following this they're really quite dynamic so um i don't know that this film gave her a chance to show all of her acting chops but it was a great start for her and and really introducing her to you know the to hollywood to say hey this is anne hathaway and and she's bubbly and she's a good actress and and she can sing we find that out later anyway but I thought she did a great job.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree with you. And uh, you're you're asking an awful lot of her at this point. And you mentioned Julie that this was one of her breakout roles, but. You're putting a lot of weight of this film onto an 18 year old uh, at the time. She's playing a 15 year old Mia in the film, but I'm guessing maybe because of child labor laws, they wanted to make sure they got an 18 year old Mm -hmm. (laughs) in this Mm -hmm. cast, but uh, she does such a wonderful job of carrying this film uh, through to the completion. And, you know, and you, you see that growth in her character and it is kind of, um, foreshadowing what she has to come. And I agree with you, Vanessa, that uh, it might not be necessarily as dramatic of a role as she would take on later on and some of those great roles that we know her for at this point. But what I do think it does is it shows that she could hold her own next to maybe one of the most classic leading ladies ever and that she could play on that level even at 18 years old which I think is pretty remarkable in and of itself Julie your thoughts on Anne Hathaway in the film
2: I can't imagine how nervous she had to be to play to to work alongside Julie Andrews in her first you know big big opportunity So she had to be, uh, you know, confident about what she's doing uh, to an extent, and then, yes, of course, she she really uh, did did an amazing job with it. And and I can't watch this film now without also thinking about The Devil Wears Prada because it's the same. It's kind of, you know, th- really the same kind of klutzy uh, 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 girl that turns into this, you know, beautiful, refined uh, professional. And uh, so it's the same, you know, the same character arc. Uh, so she was, you know, perfect for that. So she, yeah, she really did. When, when you have a character arc like that, um, you know, that takes some, you know, it's one thing to be able to, to, you know, work on a character and have some depth to it, but there's also there's depth and then there's arc. And uh that means you're playing really more than one character through the, the whole thing. So uh that had to be, yeah, a real challenge for her, you know, even at at 18. Um, that had to be been, if she was just really starting out. Um, I cannot imagine what that took for. Her. But obviously now we know, I mean, she can, you know, she just has an, an innate gift really to be able to do this. And uh it's it's been her calling. And uh um and did do you know that her dad was in this? No. And- Yes. Uh, her dad played her, the, the dad that, you know, the, the prince that that died. Um, and so, yeah, so I thought, well, that had to kind of help a little bit, you know, have your dad yeah. <laughs> uh, have that kind of support. Uh, yeah, I, I imagine that it was, you know, you never know what you can read all you want, what, what the real story is, which, you know, in tabloids and, and what's online, but I imagine that it had to be a, a, a pretty positive, uh, in, environment and a pretty positive experience for her, um, to be able to, you know, move on like she did and, and play, you know, similar roles and, and have her dad around and, and Julie Andrews. So
1: <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, I, I have no idea what her father's name is, but I'm going to say it's Dan Hathaway, uh because Brett's been bringing the puns all day today. So I got to get one in there too. But truly uh, remarkable to when you can see a young actress or actor be able to really get into that role and then make it their own, especially when they're playing with such heavy hitters uh, in the field. But Brett, your thoughts on Mia? Um, Well, it was interesting because, I mean,
3: we're looking at this, here in 2021, 20 years later. So we have seen kind of the arc of Anne Hathaway's career, but this was a great, certainly a big splash. Um, and it did, you know, allow her to get so many other parts. It is interesting because I was watching there was an extra, which I probably will was originally on a DVD. Um, but now is on Disney plus and another shout out to Disney plus because we get to watch all of the deleted scenes and all of this, but this was a, you know, kind of a making of which stars her and she, and she really, you know, it must've been still while she was maybe close to the time that this was filmed because she is just kind of this charming, you know, 17, 18 year old and, and she's, and she's very fresh. And you and we know that you know later on there were half the haters and which is kind of sad you know, but here we get to see her just so fresh before you know other um, social media and other things kind of uh, put her in a bad position. So but so it was really charming to watch her at that at that point, and I still believe that that's you know still part of her. She just has had some lessons to learn since then. But back to the movie. Um, You know, she talks about uh, how uh, Gary Marshall was so kind. And, you know, if there was ever a quick, you know, if you have any questions, just let me know. I can't do a really good (laughs) Gary Marshall, but everyone else can. But anyway, (laughs) Uh, but that's kind of it to go to Gary Marshall for just a second. It's kind of like he his films, it seems as though everyone that's involved in his Films, they do become a family, and that—I yeah, mean—that happens in 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 theater in theater uh, productions that we know of. And I guess Julie, you know your your movie families, you know now that you're yeah. working on film, you know. But it's kind of like they will do anything for him, you know. They will they will be in his. Valentine's Day and his New Year's movies and all of that. I mean, you know, if Julia, you can get Julia Robb to say, Yes, I'll do whatever I want. They have whatever you need, Gary. That's a pretty good thing. But, <laughs> but I like Anne Hathaway too, there. I'll just circle it <laughs> around to her. So I thought she was great. What a breakout role.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And in talking about someone who, again, is returning to the Disney studios, uh, after a quite the the absence from Mary Poppins uh, to Princess Diaries, but we need to talk about Julie Andrews as well, and I think, uh, Julie, I need to start with you on this one.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I've been a fan of hers since I was I I don't remember not being a fan of Julie Andrews of course for for me like so many people it started with Sound of Music and uh, and again she was someone who you know like Anne Hathaway started just came out running and uh, started her career uh, you know just doing you know just kind of snowballed everything and uh, became a star very quickly very young age Um, and she's just she's I mean there's, there there's no way you can, you can say anything. I mean, there's just no criticism. I mean, everything that she does is just perfection. Uh, she's an complete professional with everything that she does. Everyone speaks so highly of her. And, you know, that's the most important thing. It's, it's, you know, it's one thing for the critics to say that, oh, you did a great job and you win an award or something. But when you have the people around you that say you're great to work with, that's saying something. When, when you keep relationships with people for years and years and years, and I go back, I can use the sound of music, you know, they keep having like sound of music reunions and get togethers you know everybody likes to see you know the family get get uh, get together again um and it's just so wonderful and so warm to see them all together like they really are a family of course that's all changing now of course with the death of christopher Plummer, which broke my heart it really 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 did and i believe one of the children pass yes yeah daughter so things change and uh but yeah she's now that matriarch and any anything you really hear about her is just people just have a really really wonderful experience of course the queen liked her so much that uh she uh you know gave her a title so yeah so you got to go with that as well. But uh, I mean, her career just stands, you know, it just stands for itself. I mean, she's, she's just an incredibly talented person that uh, has shared her, her gift with all of us. And I think everyone is so, so grateful for, for all that she's done for, for inspiring us. And giving all of us uh, that that hope and uh, that that we need. Uh, I mean, anytime you feel sad, just watch a Julie Andrews movie. It's all it's all good then.
1: You're right. You're right. That's a that's a really good rule to live by. Do you think that she could just pick up the phone back in 2000 2001 uh, with Buckingham Palace and just be like, "So I'm playing this queen. Uh, how <laughs> how would I go about doing that?" So uh, Brett, why don't you go next with Julie Andrews? I think.
3: Well, I, this was this was a little bit of a return to movies for her, too, because she had had such an you know, traumatic experience, you know, with um, with vocal surgery that went so wrong that basically left her without a singing voice. So this was, you know, maybe part of her healing process and, you know, and, and going back to Disney was probably a wonderful experience for her too. And to have a soundstage named after you, you know, I mean, that's a good thing. So, but I think again, every time she's, you know, we're going to get to favorite scenes, but I, she just, you know, she just every scene that she's in just makes you smile and you, and you see kind of her, her development of her character, you know, from from being, you know, a, Mm -hmm. a a Royal to being a, you know, a grandmother, you know, and, and that sort of thing. And, and, you know, there's, she, you know, we learned that she she initially has uh some thoughts about her granddaughter and how things should be and she helps her out. Again, it was kind of she's you know, she's Henry Higgins this time around, so so I'm sure that was fun to do too. But she's just so charming and just I, I enjoy every time she's on the screen. So those are some of my favorite scenes, but we'll get to that. So
1: absolutely. Vanessa, you have anything to add about Julie Andrews?
0: I agree with what everyone is saying, and I think she has such a presence when she's in a scene. Um, there are certain actors that when they, when they come into a film or even a, a, a stage show, that sometimes they carry the weight of the film or the movie just by their sheer brilliance when they walk into a room or walk onto the stage. I don't think she necessarily carries it because I think there's a, a lot of other good parts to this film, but I don't think this film would be what it is if it weren't for her. Um, I can't see this film starring anyone else other than Julie Andrews. She just has such presence. And and Brett was very kind to point out the uh, extra on, on the film and the little documentary in the making of, and there's something that was said about Julie is that she um, is one of, the best reactive actresses so if you do something she's great at reacting to it and once they said that i i really saw that i'm like yeah she really is she's there with you in this scene she's not just delivering her lines it's she's reacting to what you're doing and saying and she really is perfect so yeah i i don't know that this film we would even be talking about it if it weren't for her to be perfectly honest anne hathaway is great but it's julie andrews for me that just holds this film Mm -hmm. to a higher level Mm
2: -hmm.
1: absolutely i uh completely agree with you and she um you know she brings that elegance and then also She's just really fun in this film. Like you all have alluded to her growth and uh, becoming more of a kid and losing some of that royalness uh, throughout the film is, is just wonderful. And there's a lot of great cast of characters around them. And I wanted to kind of more open this up and say, if there's people out there you wanted to specifically call out, but for me, that starts uh, and almost ends with Hector Elizondo as Joe, um, because he's just great. <laughs> he's like, I think uh, I think I could have used a Joe when I was in high school, um, you know, <laughs> kind of guiding you through life and and making sure that they that you're on the straight and narrow and that you're you're going through on the right path, um, and always being there with his flags so he could park anywhere he wanted to. So. Your thoughts on, you can either comment on his portrayal, or his performance, or are there other actors that you want to go to? And I'll go to Vanessa first.
0: Well, he is wonderful and, and he was wonderful in Pretty Woman and he plays kind of the same role in, in this movie. And and you're right, Craig, you just want someone like that in your life to just kind of see that you're a mess, but don't judge it. He's not very non-judgmental and um, just kind of help you out. And I, I think he's just so perfect in this in this film. And there there are other characters I want to point out, but but I'll I'll let everyone have a turn first.
1: <laughs> well, how about uh, Brett? Did you have anything on Joe, or is there anybody else that you wanted? Oh, to I think well, to?
3: you know, I mean, I loved. Okay, here here's my list. Here it is. Here it is. I'm going to mention the Pretty Women cast because we have Hector Elizondo, who was Bernard Thompson, you know, the manager of the uh, of the hotel. But yep. the other people, you know, we can just kind of, you know, go over them since I, that's kind of what I do is I, you know, my answers tend to include like, you know, five. like six, so,
1: six answers in
3: one. So, I so I'm just going to cover it. that. Fifteen. So I'm just gonna cover it. So, right. so we have our Pretty Woman cast, which is a wonderful shout out. There was there was a time if you're cast if you're cast by Gary Marshall, you know, his relatives are in it. I mean, um, Kathleen Marshall, yeah. his daughter, plays Charlotte in this. You know, the the secretary to to Queen Clarice Rinaldi. and but she was uh, she was the day desk clerk in uh, in Pretty Woman, and then <laughs> let's see. Patrick Richwood in, in this film, he's neighbor, Mr. Robitussin, which I think is just the best name, you know, cause he, you know, seems to anyway, Robitussin just is a great name. He's, you know, he's kind of cloudy and congested, but anyway, he was Dennis. <laughs> he was Dennis, the the elevator operator, you know? Uh-huh. So that was great. That was fun. And I've, and, I've
0: seen him on stage. He was really, in, yes. He was in Chicago for the, um, I don't know. It's like the pre-Broadway run of the First Wives Club, and oh wow! And he's just wonderful. He was wonderful in Beaches, and I I was so excited to see him, and then to see him again in this film. I totally forgotten that he was in this movie, and when I saw Mm -hmm. him, I was like, "Oh, there he is again!" He just just keeps popping up.
3: Yep, and well, and we have Larry Miller, who in this film is is Paolo you know, the hairdresser to royalty. And he was Mr. Hollister, important to another makeover for Julia Roberts when she went shopping, you know, yeah. when she had the credit card and not when she was around the the snobby mm-hmm. women. Anyway, so uh,
0: Princess Diaries too, he has one of the best lines. In that I thought it was in this movie, and I rewound it. I was like, "Where does he say something about being a moose?" And then I, I had, then I started watching Princess Diaries. True to see if it was in that film. He's so good. I I love him too, Brett.
3: And what? And the other, the only other person I think is um, Alan Kent, who anyway he, he has the same line. It happens all the time. So he was a waiter both in uh, in this in this film and then in Pretty Woman. You know when he catches the um, the escargot shell <laughs> so anyway so those are my answers so we covered up all we covered yeah. all the pretty women people so you know so there so that you just
1: covered awesome. you just covered a, a ton of people uh julie but those are kind of smaller contact, parts oh no, sure you did know? you want to contact uh, comment on uh joe or on any of the other numerous roles that brett mentioned
2: well or I, you can bring up your own i i love i love the fact that that the pretty women we'll call the pretty the pretty women, uh, cast were, were, were in there. I, I really love watching shows that have a group that's been in another show together because you, you automatically know that there's going to be, uh, a a way that they're, you know, they're going to be working together and it's going to be a cohesive, uh, uh, unit that they're together. And, um, they're going to put something out. That's, you know, really incredible because they, they can play off of each other. You know, how each other reacts. We all know that from working in theater. And that's why you see the same people working together because you know, and and it is. I mean, acting already is putting yourself out there. (laughs) You're you're really putting yourself out there, and you don't know what you're going to get back. So to add on to it, people that you don't know how they're going to react to what you're doing is you know even more stress. So it really does take the stress out of it as an actor to have people around you who basically can can catch you if you fall, so to speak, that have your back. So I always know that when I watch something that that has a group that's worked together before that it's going to be incredible so I really I really appreciated that because yeah Pretty Woman was a pretty amazing film so I knew I knew it'd be good
1: absolutely you know and it's it's really interesting too because um I just looking through the cast there's little parts that you kind of see someone in them and you're like oh is that that person but like Sandra Oh is in this uh, and of course she would go on to have such an illustrious career Mandy Moore the very next year comes out with a walk to remember which is kind of her sort of her breakout role Um, so it's just kind of cool to see those names pop up as well now Vanessa had was there anyone else that you wanted to mention that uh, Brett didn't steal from you?
0: Yeah, so I, I do want to say that sometimes I've confused this movie with the movie Saved, which is is a dark comedy. And the reason is, is because Mandy Moore and Heather Matarazzo, I think is her name, who plays mm-hmm. Lily in the movie, they essentially play the same characters in the movie Saved. So Mandy Moore <laughs> plays the mean girl who likes to sing. She has a singing number. And and then the person who plays Heather, who plays Lily, she plays the best friend who's also jealous. And and it's so I I was watching this movie and I'm like, now where is it that this happens where she steals the tiara in this movie? Like, oh wait a minute, wait a minute, that that's saved. So I have to really try to keep them separate. But it wasn't there wasn't too many years difference between when this movie was filmed and when Saved was filmed. And I even yeah. checked, Saved is not by Gary Marshall, which I thought, gosh, he didn't, he didn't do that movie too. Cause it seemed like an odd movie for him and he did not. So I was a little relieved because it was a very dark movie. But anyway, I just, I just thought Mandy Moore does such a great job of being so mean. Um, I feel bad for her because I think maybe early on in her career, maybe people thought she might was a little bit mean from these roles she was playing. But really from everywhere I hear that she's one of the nicest persons In Hollywood. And and of course, we um, know her on Is It This Is Us? Yes. You know, she plays just a wonderful character there and, and people really speak highly of her. So just wanted to say hats off to a young Mandy Moore.
1: Right. And I'm looking at, uh, you know, her filmography. I went down a bit of a rabbit hole here. And I think that she had uh, some of her music videos come out in the 2000, in the year 2000. But you said saved, that, that came out in 2004. But this is kind of historic in a way because it's her first appearance in a Disney property. And of course, less than 10 years later, she would become a Disney princess herself. So just a really cool bit, you know, like, again, one of those smaller parts that you're like, is that, you know, is that me anymore? And then, like, again, with Sandra Oh, uh very much like uh you know is that is that Sandra? Oh, so it's just really funny um, that those kind of parts come through here. And now seeing that career, those careers 20 years later, uh, very, very interesting. But I think what we can do now is go ahead and move on to some of our favorite scenes. And I don't want any of you to steal my favorite scene. And so I'm going to go first, and then I'm going to let Julie go, uh, because I'm sure she has lots of scenes. And then I'm going to go to Vanessa. And then because Brett's going to pick 12 of them, I'm going to go to him last. So uh, we're going, to <laughs> we are going to uh start and I've already alluded to it it's it, it is truly Maybe one of those iconic moments of the movie, but that day with uh, Julie Andrews and Anne Hathaway going through San Francisco in the Mustang, she's driving illegally because she's 15 years old and just having such a great time. Uh, and it results in that really funny scene where uh, essentially the the car gives out and they end up backing into a trolley car. And then right there, she knights them with a brake clutch or a brake stick or whatever it was that she used to knight them with and, and that was just so funny and that's Gary Marshall uh, to a T you know you've got the nice older ladies on the trolley cheering them on the the police officer and the trolley driver you have these guys that are just like caricatures of these um, people in authority that are just like easily melted by this queen and uh, it's just such a, a great scene and it just shows again that Even though she's a queen, she drops that a little bit and uses it to her advantage uh, because obviously, you know, coming up with some kind of order of the rose or whatever it was, they ended up calling it based off the street name is not something that exists, but she was willing to do that. and, And just like a fun, fun scene to be able to see. So that's my scene. And certainly you can comment on that, Julie, or you can just pick it up and run with one of your favorite scenes as well.
2: Well, I, I mean, I have to say because of, the, you know, the, the storyline of, uh, you know, her, her, you know, how she turns into the swan, so to speak, um, the, you know, the end where the reveal of, of her, you know, the beautiful white dress. And, you know, she looks, she's a princess. She looks like a princess because that's what I'm waiting the whole movie to see. I'm like, ooh, what are they going to do? What's she going to look like? How is she going to, you know, is her, is her whole uh, demeanor going to change or are they just going to put a costume on her? And, you know, how, how is an actress is she going to change herself? Uh, obviously, I, you can use My Fair Lady as an example. Her whole demeanor changed, and she automatically just had this regalness about her. And so, so I, I enjoyed seeing that, just not only for the, the visual fun, but to see how she, as an actress, you know how she how she changed and and grew, and and you know, and see the you know the gown and the tiara uh, that she had on. I believe, I think they said that. The one that Julie Andrews was wearing was real and there's like a security guard had to follow wow. her around, but the one that Anne had on was, was not, it, yeah, it was faux, so, <laughs> but, but it was beautiful and she looked beautiful and she was convincing. It was very, very convincing. And that's what I, that's what you had to have that, that no matter how the rest of the film goes if that isn't convincing then you don't have anything so that's uh, that's
1: your cinderella moment right that's your that's your fairy godmother spinning the dress around It has to be perfect (laughs) for sure Mm -hmm. so vanessa uh comments on either of those scenes or add into the pantheon of favorite scenes
0: well well real quick um i love a makeover scene so i'm with you julie and she does look like a princess at the end i i just thought she looked stunning but in the scene where the car fails I think this could quite possibly be a scene where we see Gary Marshall inserting a line into the film for for comic relief he's he's kind of known for doing that um he came up with the hilarious Pirates of Penzance line in, in Pretty Woman and there's there's the two nuns are are reporting the accident and one of them says oh for god's sake and I'm just I'm like Oh, that sounds like a Gary Marshall. Quote. Yeah. <laughs> I have no way of really finding that out, you know, except for maybe trying to track down the two nuns.
1: Absolutely. Uh, it's such a fun scene, but uh, Brett, your additional favorite scenes? My five or... scenes.
3: No, well, you know, well, I get to clean up, you know, because I'm yeah. That's to what I thought. I thought you're,
1: you're the best to bat clean up, uh, and I know you don't get that sports reference, but <laughs> I, you're I, you're such I a just, good I clean up did, batter.
3: I got it. That's why I said clean up. Oh, I got <laughs> I it. Like See? It. How dare you, Mister? Anyway, <laughs> so well, you know, I kind of like the way they set uh, the way they set her up, you know, with. Uh, with you know very intense eyebrows you know we're talking about Mia with her very intense eyebrows and her very you know big hair she had big hair and and yeah Anyway, um big hair in not maybe the, the best way. You know, she just I mean she was a teenager. You know, she started off as you know teenager and we all Julie, you probably did not go through any awkward stages, but mm-hmm. you know, the rest of us maybe well I don't want to speak for anyone, but I'm like going, I, you know, the awkward stages. Don't you doubt will never see a picture of me in junior high. Eh. No, from fifth grade to like maybe a sophomore. Nope, those, there are no pictures. But anyway, um, it, it's kind of like that transformation scene. And actually, there's so much comedy in her, you know, her lessons, you know, you know, and <laughs> do not schlump, you've seen Julie Andrews doing her schlump, you know, across the screen, so, so funny, I enjoyed that, and of course, you know, the makeover scene there, I mean, that's a big scene, you know, and it's, and, oh, and I guess, you know, of course, we can do, like, you know, the behind-the-scenes reading of various things and all this, and apparently, it, it sounds like um, Anne Hathaway had lots of ideas that made it into the film, like the brush getting stuck in her hair. I read that that was, you know, something that she thought of. So, oh,
0: and when Pretty he good. when he grabbed that brush, I was like, he is a fraud. You would never use that kind of bristle brush on <laughs> a curl like that. He's about to damage her cuticle in her hair. <laughs> that
1: is so, too, too, to too, too
3: scenes, funny. But I mean, those scenes, you know, are are wonderful. But again, I enjoyed every scene that was. Julie, Andrews, and Anne Hathaway together. You know, either the, you know, the getting to know you part at the beginning and, you know, the shut up, shut up, you know, that sort of, all <laughs> of those things are just great. I just, I was charmed again watching this, this time around, so.
1: I totally understand I could share my screen, but here's an awkward uh, Craig oh, shot, so. Look at that, look at that, uh, look at that uneven bowl cut back when oh, I had it.
3: Well, that's yeah. better than mine. You're not going to see
1: my pictures. Oh yeah. gosh. I, that that was my Moline Boys Choir uh, outfit. So it's, uh, it was wonderful for sure. So <laughs> Well, that's great. Well, I, you know, I think that we've spent a lot of time talking about who we enjoyed in the film and then also the um, scenes that we really enjoyed in the film. And we like to still be honest journalist critics here and we want to uh, also say if there's anything that maybe we didn't necessarily enjoy of the film or something that we might have tweaked a little bit in the film uh, to make it even better product. So uh, Julie, do you I'll I'll let you decide. Do you want to go first or last on this one?
2: No. Well, first because i i really i mean i mean i don't i mean you can really you know micro pick things apart but i mean as a whole you know if i look at it as an actor and as a filmmaker as a script writer it's all pretty solid uh, again <laughs> gary marshall had been doing this for a couple of years by the time he did this yeah. film. So he knew what a good script was and what good acting and, and you know uh you know editing, you know, e- you know, he he had it down and he had a a system a system that really worked well so um you know it may not be some movie that appeals to everyone i can guarantee you my husband will never watch this movie but uh <laughs> and my children haven't seen this movie they probably won't you know either so it's not everybody's movie but for those people who are interested in in a movie like this 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 really is a, a great film it's a great story it's a story we've seen and heard many times but for some reason, we keep coming back to that. We all want to see that again. So it's it's it really is. It's a great movie all around. There, it's really hard to pick apart.
1: Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, and you know, mine. Uh, I'll I'll throw in mine now, and maybe the two ladies can help me understand this because my guy brain doesn't get it. So she gets this amazing makeover at the beginning. It's kind of like not the full transformation, but she gets the straight hair and all of that, and then she starts like wearing a hat to school and thinks, why, why wouldn't she want to show off her nice looking hair? I don't understand.
0: It's because it's girls are mean. It, girls are mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the girl, and,
2: and especially at that, I mean girls notice everything. And you're gonna get a lot of question. Well, why is she, Oh, your hair is different? Well, what's she doing with her hair? Well, why is your hair different? And and then somebody's automatically not going to like it because that's just how they are, that they uh, they okay. don't like, you know, so they're gonna not like it just because they cannot not like it. So uh,
1: okay, okay. All right. Well. I, well that that helps clear up that because I was so I was so lost in that. And then also I will also say, you know, it's it's hard to pick on. Uh, teenage actors but our teenage boys in this uh, film have they don't quite make the level they're not quite on the level of our ladies (laughs) and so um, but you know again it's hard to pick apart um, kids that are acting and and trying to do their best for sure so uh, Brett I'll go to you next anything that in this film that doesn't quite work for you?
3: what didn't work well princess diaries 2 Nope, no nope, <laughs> but actually no actually we're not talking about that i actually princess diaries 2 does work but it's kind of like they said here's 25 dollars go make a successful sequel so the production design is completely lacking um in that so but other than that you know the characters and all of that i do enjoy but in this film it's okay now this is this is really nitpicky this is really nitpicky but that's okay the Royal Albert Old Country Roses China
1: China pattern just is wrong. Um, (laughs) That's not not just nitpicky. That's extremely nitpicky, Brett. Yeah,
3: I'm like going, it's wrong. It's wrong. They would not have that. They would not have that. It's kind of a cliche pattern that looks old and looks fancy but no 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 this is the guy who doesn't
1: like new music on main street so i totally you're (laughs) coming from here you need we need to have what we need to do is we need to look up the production designer see who is managing props and we need to get them on to answer some real questions about real questions we need a
3: spotlight on them and going why why sir how dare you choose royal albert old country roses china pattern in this film you know that that's wrong Anyway, those are my, anyway, this is just an opinion. (laughs) I just screamed when I watched that. I'm like going, that is so wrong. And it's just, oh, it's garish. Just appalled. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's just (laughs) terrible. I'm like going, dude, I'm like going, I'm sure that, you know, after this film, Julie Anders and I will have, I will have proper approval for all China patterns that represent England. Hello. Anyway. (laughs) It's just a this thought. Is
1: wonderful. Okay. everything about that everything about the last five minutes of this conversation have been I'm wonderful like, like, it's,
3: me, i have a passion i'm like going wrong this China. is good
1: i i love it i'm you're
3: i'm finding I something wrong in a disney film i know and I that's that's what i'm wrong. almost more
1: amazed of is that I you had an answer to this
3: wrong yes okay just an opinion
1: all right vanessa you want to wrap us up here on the uh, things we didn't particularly care for
0: well, it's hard to top. Uh, not liking the China pattern, <laughs> um, but I'll give it a try. The only thing for me, and this and this is really much coming from someone in the 2020, 2021 era now that we're in, uh, as opposed to my teen self. My teen self didn't really care, but my old self now, the only thing I didn't absolutely care for was the the, the storyline of of the boy. Uh, at the end you know she she's got this she shows up she walks in she's a beautiful princess and then she's just standing there waiting for a guy to come dance with her and and I just kind of was like
1: Like, you don't need him
0: I could have done without that moment like and then the needing to go out and have the foot pop with the boy it's like he he seemed very non-essential to me Mm -hmm. for her development and her story I mean this is her story I didn't think he needed to be there again it's 2021. We think a little bit differently now than we did back in the day, early 2000s. So it's that's really minor. And I and I, I totally understand why it's in there. I just older me doesn't need it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and maybe that's my I think you just worded my critique of the teenage boys better than I did. Um, and you know, it's a storyline that's not necessary in the film I guess and maybe that's a storyline that if you take it out I think that some people would say two hour runtime for this film might be a little bit on the long side for a Cinderella type uh, comedic story right um, so maybe taking out that you know, those few scenes trims it down a little bit too. Um, But those poor actors, maybe they this might have been one of their their only paychecks here. So I better not uh, take away their role all the way. So um, let's start to wrap up our episode. This has been just a, a treat getting to talk to you about this film, Julie. And so I wanted to go to you with final thoughts about the film.
2: I think this is some like I said earlier. It's something that um, you know if you're looking for a feel good movie, this is it. If you want a transform transformative movie, this is it. It's some some really great comedy by a lot of young folks as well. There's so many young actors, and uh, all of them uh, you know put this together. Of course, you know with Gary Marshall behind you, you you really can't go wrong. But uh, it really I think hits all of the marks if you're looking for a movie like this uh it's just uh an outstanding it's it's really in some ways a bit underrated i think um because uh, really you know the production value the the acting the story everything is uh is spot on and i think it's something that i think everyone would enjoy even my husband so maybe maybe i'll make him stand and watch it so yeah <laughs>
1: You know, I'll Obviously tell you, like I said, yeah. like I came into this with a very boy mindset about like, oh, Princess Diaries, I'm not going to enjoy this film. I really enjoyed this film. And even uh, when I when I mentioned it to Anna, I was like, hey, can we watch this film? <laughs> and she was like, why do you want to watch that film? And so she didn't know about the podcast, but she was like, you know, like not, no offense, but this is kind of a girly movie and uh, you aren't one for girly movies. Although I will say, probably in my top it's probably in like my top 15 films mean girls is definitely one of those that is just like so good such a good film anyway vanessa your final thoughts on princess diaries
0: i really enjoyed it when it came out and i really enjoyed watching it again i like i said i continued to watch uh uh, princess diaries too. And enjoyed that. Rewound, watched a few more scenes that I missed uh, or wanted to watch twice and watched the extras. So I just think it's a very charming film that still holds up today. It gives you that different look at a princess. Um, she's not really too much of a damsel in distress in reality. And if, if she is, it's her grandmother that comes to her rescue a lot of times, which is very nice. Kind of had like Or that- Joe. Or Joe. Joe, Joe's very helpful. We all need a Joe. But We all need a Joe. It's not like the young, handsome prince that comes and saves her, which I really like. So I I enjoyed it. I'm I'm really glad it was suggested because it was fun to revisit after gulp sometime time, twenty years. <laughs> I'm like, has it been that we're getting? I'm getting to that age now where uh, the the movies that are that are being talked about, they're like they're celebrating the blah 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 anniversary. And I'm like, it can't be that long. It yeah. came out a few years ago, and I'm it like, only
3: gets better too. Wait until there's a three in front of it.
1: <laughs> oh,
3: yeah.
0: oh my goodness! But yeah, I, I'm like twenty years. Wow, it feels like just just yesterday but that's okay okay. it's Mm -hmm. it's holding up and that's what's important
1: speaking of everyone needing a joe the joe to all of us on this podcast brett can you okay. uh, okay no pressure there i want to see final thoughts okay well i must
3: say i must mention um the princess or excuse me the queen clarice and joe uh budding romance which apparently was not initially, you know, according to the stuff that you read, that um, it wasn't initially in the script, but the two uh, kind of both Julie Andrews and Hector Elizondo kind of brought that, you know, kind of saw that moment and thought that it was important to have a mature relationship, a budding mature, mature relationship, you know, as part of this too. So, so that was good. And then the, I guess my big takeaway um, is that this, is a, this was a, a charming film to watch again, because I hadn't watched it for a while. And that's one of the joys of Disney Plus is that you can watch them and you can watch them in high definition and Mm -hmm. in your own home, you can have popcorn or whatever other sort of snacks that you want. But my big takeaway from, are you ready for this? My big takeaway from this podcast is that in this podcast, I could do cleanup, get the sports reference and still comment about Royal Albert Old Country Rose China. I think I think this is I've reached it. This is it. I get this is the sports it. This reference is it. and I get to talk about the wrong China
1: episode. Whatever this is, you uh, <laughs> you have hit your mark and hey. uh, well done. Congratulations there. Hey. So.
2: Yay, we're cool. at- well,
1: this has been, this has been such a, a treat again, to get to talk with you about this film and to have you back on the show again, Julie, uh, certainly we'll have to have you back on again. You've got to get that hat trick, uh, but can you yeah. go ahead? And you've mentioned Spencer theater and also Spencer films. Can you go ahead and plug where people can follow along to see your progress? Oh, absolutely. I mean,
2: we're all over social media, Spencer theater company and Spencer films, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I think we have a YouTube also, but we have, websites spencertheaterllc.com and uh i'm sorry spencerfilmsllc.com and spencertheatercompany.com so uh but those are accessible on our facebook pages so uh, you can just go there and like us and and you can keep up to date on everything from uh you know when we're going to have you know things released to auditions casting calls, uh, job opportunities, all of those things. And uh, and it'll also give you the next episode coming up for our in focus show on uh, WSEC TV and uh, WSIU TV.
1: Very, very cool. Well, thank you for that. And uh, thank you for bringing all that content into the world for us and all the the film to be able to enjoy and the live performances once we could get back there to be able to see that on the stage as well. And speaking of the stage and speaking of the arts, again, want to make sure we make a plug for the Hoagland Center for the Arts. If you are interested in donating uh, to that wonderful organization, wonderful building, go to hcfta.org and check out where you can donate there as well. And of course, you can continue to follow us on Beyond the Mouse. You can subscribe if this is your first time listening. Please subscribe to the podcast. Also, give us a rating if you'd like and make sure you tell your friends about us as well. We have wonderful interviews to go back and listen to, but also Uh, I love the the opportunities we have just to discuss films, much like we did today. You can follow us along on social media, Beyond the Mouse Podcast on Facebook, Beyond the Mouse Pod on Instagram, and Beyond Mouse on Twitter. So check us out there. We are part of the Front Row Network, so you can find them on all social media by searching for the Front Row Network. And of course, you can find us on NPR Illinois Community Voices as well. So it's just been great to have you on the episode. And we're, uh, again, looking forward to seeing what you're up to and following along from here
2: thank you for having me I look forward to uh coming back so uh yes and good luck to you guys
1: absolutely thank you very much so for beyond the mouse I am Craig I'm Vanessa I'm Brett I'm Julie and we will see you real soon in the front row so the
0: thank you Julie, have Julie on thank um you. I think we need to be doing a live show we'll be watching Princess Diaries on a cruise
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, on tunnels.
2: <laughs> wow. that, that.
1: that'd be great. That would be great.